So I want to take you to the book of Acts today. I was uh, studying this story. Um, God spoke to me through this story during this week about how can I approach 2020. It's a new year. It's an opportunity for a new beginning. Uh, it's an opportunity to, to start, you know, all over again. Uh, with our life group leaders yesterday, we were talking, you know, about personal goals. And some of us uh, have decided, and I decided this one year, a few years ago. Uh, I remember that I said, I am not going to make any goals this year. I'm just going to rest and go with the flow. So... But then, you know, after the year, it was great, it was good. Uh, now I got back into the rhythm of making goals, you know, for this 2020. So whether you have made resolutions or you have made goals for 2020 or you have desires that you want to accomplish or maybe you're going into 20 saying, um, you know what, I, I'm okay, no goals, you know, this year. I'm just going to be doing a good job the way, the way um, you know, I've been doing in 2019. But um, I want to share with you uh, three elements that, that I believe are going to help you see the hand of God move in your life. And I want to take you to the book of Acts chapter 8. We're going to read verse 26 and verse 40. Uh, because there's some men here. There's some men from an African country, uh, from Ethiopia, who he was looking for answers. He was looking for God to speak into his life. So somehow, the Bible doesn't say it, but I assume that somehow this man, uh, who was a very important person, he had a, a political position in his country, he had been looking for answers, he had been looking for, for God to speak to him, um, and God started to prepare the situations. God began to orchestrate and make situations happen so that this story would appear here in the Bible. And I want to encourage you today as we go into 2020, physically, with your eyes, you're probably not seeing God moving your life today. Physically, with your physical eyes, you're probably thinking, uh, when, are, when is my life going to change? When are things going to be different? Or where is God? You know, I've been praying, I've been looking, and I want to encourage you today to believe in the Word of God that even though you're not seeing physically what you desire, what you're praying for, God is not deaf. He listens to you, and He is orchestrating the situations the circumstances, the negative things that happen in your life so that he can accomplish what he wants for your life. And we're going to read verse 26 uh, to verse 40. Um, I want to give you a heads up that there's a couple of words that are hard for me to, to uh, pronounce. And Lanto was trying to help me today in the morning. So, um, but if you read the scripture, you will understand it with me. So let's read uh, Acts chapter 8, verse 26 and on. Now, an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way, he met an Ethiopian, a eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake, which means queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. 
And on his way home, was sitting on his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. Verse 29, the spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading, Philip asked? Verse 31, how can I, he said, unless someone explain it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit down with him. This is the passage of the scripture that the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began uh, began with that very same passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Father God, as we read and hear your word today, Lord God, uh, I want to pray, Lord God, so that we open our hearts and our minds to receive what you have for us, Lord God, in the scripture. Father, I pray for anybody right now, wherever they are in life or spiritually, I I pray, Lord God, that they will understand today that even though physically we might not see God working, but God is using situations to accomplish the, the plan and the goal that you have for us. Because Philippians 1, uh, 6 says that, that he who started the good working, you will carry it on to completion. So you are working a process in our life. We may not see it, we may not feel it, but according to your word, yes, you are, Lord. So I pray, Lord God, that as we come out of this building, that we will make this word ours for 2020. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So this is a, this is a very unique story in the book of Acts. What is happening in the book of Acts? If you start reading, the book of Acts talks about the coming of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit works in the life of people. Do you remember the message from last week? We were able to talk a little bit about how the Holy Spirit moves. Jesus said to his disciples, when the disciples noticed and they understood that, that Jesus, okay, they saw him alive. Jesus was raised from the death on the third day. And the disciples still in Matthew chapter 25 and 26 are asking Jesus, okay, Jesus, so... Okay, so, so you got killed, and you were raised from the death, and now uh, you're going to restore Israel, right? We're going to go and conquer, and we're going to be delivered from the Romans. And, and Jesus said, no, that is not the purpose. But Jesus said, it's very important that I leave so that the Holy Spirit, the advocate, can be sent by my Father because that is the promise. So the promise of the Holy Spirit, he is with us today, and he is the one that orchestrates those situations so that God can accomplish his goal of changing us, changing you, so that he can accomplish his plan. So we see in this story about this man, he's coming from another country, 
He's coming from Ethiopia. And he is in his chariot going to Jerusalem to worship. I want you to know that this man is not a Christian. He's just been reading the book of Isaiah. And I understand why he's been reading the book of Isaiah. Because there's a promise in the book of Isaiah chapter 56 for the people of Ethiopia. God says, I'm going to give you more than sons and daughters. So he was probably very interested in what God wanted to do with him. He was on his way to worship. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit comes to Philip. And if you remember chapter 6 of the book of Acts, uh, the, uh, some widows, you know, they, they started to complain about the disciples not serving food to them at the table. So the disciples uh, talked to the people. They chose seven elders. And they say, we're going to be dedicated to the word of God in prayer. But you who are the elders, you are going to take care of the work of the ministry. So Philip was one of those men chosen. And as Philip, you know, uh, the persecution started in Jerusalem. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit comes to Philip and says, and I want you to know that 20, verse 26, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road. That goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. How, how great, how important when a person is sensitive to the Holy Spirit. If God would say to you, I'm going to use a name. Would you be obedient if God would say, George, I want you to stand up. And start driving on the 101 freeway south. And then God doesn't tell you anything else. And you go in your car, you start driving going south, and okay, what am I doing? And they, while you are on your way, God speaks to you, you're going to go to this city, you're going to go to this street, and just go. I see one principle here, that sometimes many of us, we always want to know what's going to happen. We always want to know what's the result. We always want to know, okay, God, what are you up to? We always want to know A, B, C, and D of the plan that God has for us. While God doesn't work like that, God works by faith. Remember, the book of Hebrews chapter 11 says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So God is building your faith, and through the Holy Spirit, he speaks to us about what we need to do, but we need to trust him. We need to deepen our relationship with God so that we are able to recognize the voice that God is using to lead us. But Philip, you know, he was obedient to God. If you notice in the Bible, uh, the angel says, go south to the road, the desert road. So the desert road uh, was a, I'm not going to call it a street, let alone a freeway, but it was a road that would connect Gaza with Jerusalem. And, and people would travel through, through this road. But it was a main, you know, street, you know, back then, and people would travel. So uh, verse 27 says that he started out on his way, and he met an Ethiopian eunuch, eunuch, an important official in charge of the treasury. And then later on, it says, this man had gone to the Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home, um, was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet, and the Spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. One of the things, first principle, that I want to share with you today is in 2020, 
please do not forget that God will meet you where you are. A lot of times we believe that we have to be super special and super spiritual, you know, for God to move in our lives. When you go to the doctor, I don't know if your doctor does it, but my doctor does it with me. When I have pain in my life and I go to see my doctor, he or she says, okay, from 1 to 10, where are you in pain? And when I say a number 8, a number 9, or a 7, uh, they determine, you know, what kind of medication I need for my pain or how urgent it is for my pain. But the doctor doesn't tell me, how dare you be on number nine, Franklin? You have pain. Doctors will never tell you that. And sometimes we believe that in our relationship with God, we have to be a number nine and number ten for us to be heard by God. And that is not the way that God works. God meets you where you are today. Whether you have been good or not that so good, but if you come to God, if you repent, and if you go after him, and if you open your heart, no matter where you are, God will meet you there. And I want you to, I want you to notice that in this scripture, the eunuch, uh, he was not a Christian. He wasn't attending any church. He was from a different country. He was going to Jerusalem so that he would worship uh, for a few days and then go back. But God knew that one day that eunuch was going to be walking on that road. And God knew that on that day, God was going to choose Philip so that Philip would come and encounter this man so that this man would be safe and get saved. You have no idea where God can bring the blessings to you from. You have no idea who can God use to bless you. Look, you don't, you don't need everybody to believe in you. You only, you only need one person to believe in you. And that is him. Wherever you are in life, and I want you to know that this year in 2020, as life continues, uh, we go back into February, then March, Valentine and, and you know all of those celebrations that we have don't forget that God is working in your life you may not see it but he is the eunuch didn't know that God was orchestrating that Philip was gonna go and then meet with him on his way to Jerusalem and that speaks of another principle as well when God speaks to you please be obedient please go listen uh, stand up if you see Philip right here, Philip didn't ask God, okay, God, why? Why do, you want me to, why do you want me to go to Jerusalem? You want me to go to that desert road? Why? And how am I going to get there? And how am I going to eat lunch or dinner? How am I going to come back? And then what's going to happen afterwards? In every step of the way, Philip was obedient and said, yes, 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 yes. So let's not forget about that. And second element that I want to share with you on 2020, that everything, everything we do starts with the word of God. When, when we start, you know, the life groups uh, this week, um, the series that we're going to be studying is uh, principles, basic principles for foundations of Christianity, having a relationship with God. Um, and we're going to be learning about how is it that we have a relationship with God. Questions. How do we pray? How do we walk, uh, you know, in obedience to God? How, 
How do we develop, you know, more faith? How do we listen to God? How do we know that God is speaking to us? Through what? What channels? But everything, everything, everything comes back to the word of God. The eunuch was reading the book of Isaiah, and he was curious. And then as he was going to worship in Jerusalem, God got the attention of this man so that when Philip showed up, Philip started to explain to this man what the Bible meant about Jesus being crucified. Let me tell you this, let me tell you this year, please, let's make this book a priority. Get a Bible. Let's read it every day. I was so excited yesterday uh, that when we met, you know, with the life group leaders, pretty much everybody said that one of their goals for 2020 was to get more into the Word of God. I was so excited because, listen, this is where God is going to speak to you. This is where God is going to start to, to show you what he wants to do in your life. You may not understand it. Uh, you, you, you may not see the points yet, you know, getting connected. But look, God is going to speak to you, and then he will confirm it, you know, with another person. He will confirm it through a situation. He will confirm it somehow, but his plan is going to become a reality in your life. He will meet you where you are, but everything starts in the word of God. You have no idea how many times I have been in negative situations, and all of a sudden, boom, the word of God comes to my mind. And I've been like, oh, my gosh, yes, Lord. You know, one of the things that I'm very curious in the scripture is you're going to notice that, for example, in, in the case of Moses, there was this one time when God wanted to just punish Israel, send them a sickness, and, and start all over again. And when, when God was going to do that, Moses jumped off. And he said, God, 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 Lord, Lord, don't do it, Lord. Because if you do it, what are the other people of other countries are going to say? What are people going to think about you? What, what are the Egyptians going to say that you brought us out of Egypt and now you, you basically kill us on the desert? You are a God of mercy. And the Bible says that God changed his mind. And you know what? Sometimes I think because one of the principles about God is that he is not going to violate his word. His word is his word. He will, he will, he will carry it on to completion 100%. And there's been many times where I have been limited in something and boom, Philippians come to mind. Lord, uh, and my God will supply for all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. I had one member of of my last church I was working one time, this man had a, a big Cadillac car. He was very big. And he was a new convert in the church, and he would hear me say, the Lord will supply for all your needs according to his lawyer's riches in Christ Jesus. And one time, he was coming out of his house, and his gas tank was already zero. And he already knew that he was just going to get stuck somewhere on his way to church. And he had a couple of people in his car. So he said, okay, God, I don't know what's going to happen. He parked in a gas station. 
And he asked the ladies in the car, do you guys have any money so that we can put money in, in the, I mean, gas, gas in the car? And one person out of three had one dollar. So he said, I don't think we can make it in one dollar. I don't know if they will give you gas, one dollar, you know, like at the gas station. So he got the dollar. He went into the store. He was thinking, what will I do, Lord? Lord, you said that you will provide from all your riches in Christ Jesus. So what do I do with one dollar? He turned around, and the first thing he saw was a, a lotto ticket. And it said one dollar. And he said, okay, Lord, this is all I have, one dollar. So he purchased it, spent the dollar, and went back to the car and told the story to the ladies in the car. And he said, this is all I could buy. So they started, you know, like cleaning the, the front part of, of, um, of the ticket. And one thing, you know, match the other match, and the other match, $70 he won right there on the spot. He went back to the gas station, changed the money, and put $60 of gas in his car and $10 for offering on that day. You have no idea how God can bless you. You think God has forgotten about you, but God is not human. He's the perfect father. You just need to know that he will meet you where you are, start with his word, and number three, make a choice to go to the next level. 2020, God will do and can do great miracles in your life, but let's start with the word of God. Let's start with putting God first and, and giving him the, the place, you know, that he deserves. We're going to pray right now, and um, I want you to think about yourself, you know, for a few seconds. If you need God to speak into your life, he can do it. Just like the eunuch, he was just reading, didn't know where the answer was going to come from, but God provided the answer on the way. God is very creative. He can use anything to speak into your life. Father God, as we finish Lord God this service, I want to pray for every person in this place, Lord God. If anyone is going through a struggle, is going through a problem, if anyone feels abandoned or forsaken, Lord God, or betrayed, sometimes, Lord God, life brings so many negative situations into our lives and we get hit, Lord God. It feels like a brick that hits our head. But, Lord, you are a God who loves us. You want us to be close to you. And I pray right now, Lord, that as we continue this year, that we remember that you can meet us where we are. You can meet us on the street. It doesn't have to be in this building. You can meet us in our cars. You can meet me at school. You can meet me in my work during my break. Lord God, you're not limited. But everything starts with the word of God. We pray, Lord God, that we make the scripture our lights. Um, we make the scripture, the word of God, a priority, that we will read it, that we will grow in it, and make the decision to go to the next level. If anyone, Lord God, needs an answer today, I pray, Lord God, that you bring a Philip, somebody, someone who can confirm what you are doing in our lives. We praise you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. You guys happy?
Yeah. Okay, so um, we're going to call Pastor Henry. We're going to have communion today. And I'm not kidding. I want you to know that wherever you are, God will be there. It's a promise. Yeah. Pastor Henry. Thank you, <clears throat> Pastor Franklin. Uh, <clears throat> this is the first of the month, so we are uh, we have uh, as our uh, um, this is the uh, <clears throat> the time where we come together to uh, commune with God. Uh, in the New Testament, uh, <clears throat> the Apostle Paul talked to us about uh, being connected with the Holy through the Holy Spirit in God. And so that we're all together, one person. And uh, <clears throat> so before we, we come to the table, uh, we want to take uh, a moment and uh, ask for forgiveness. Um, we want to come to the table with boldness that we are uh, cleansed by the blood of the Lamb, uh, that we uh, are faulty, but yet because of what God has done through Christ, the sacrifice that he did covers all our sins. And it's just an amazing thing that God has done. Uh, remember that in the Old Testament, there were so many um, things that the Jews had to do, all kinds of stuff. Every day there was something they had to do, the, the feasts and everything else and all the sacrifices. But then God brought the best sacrifice of all because this was Jesus Christ who is the son of God the second person of the Trinity uh, he would uh, die a death on the flesh but not uh, in his own uh, right so what happened was Christ was able now because he was able to sacrifice himself for us or to die on the cross but because also he was uh, totally without any sin. God the Father brought him up from the dead so that now he lives to intercede for us. He is right now, Jesus Christ is at the right hand of the Father and he intercedes for us. You know, whatever you have, whatever you cannot figure out in your life, just ask him and he's going to talk to the Father for you and he's going to make it happen for you. Amen. So I wanted to, uh, this morning I want to also honor our uh, young children. And uh, if you have young children, um, uh, why don't you come with, uh, when you come to the table to take communion, why don't you bring your children with you and uh, help them take communion, whatever you want. Uh, on this side of the table is, um, I think this is the uh, juice, uh, and on this side is the wine. So whatever side you like, that'll be uh, fine. Uh, as long as you understand and you think about what you're doing during this time. So take your time, and uh, when you're ready, just come through the center aisle, uh, and then uh, take uh, a piece of bread, uh, and then you can uh, dip it right into uh, uh, the uh, bowl. 
and then go around so that everybody else can come through on the other side. Just take your time whenever you're ready. The Apostle Paul said that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he gave thanks. He was the, <clears throat> the prelude of him actually going through the cross and sacrificing himself once and for all. And he did it because he loved the Father and he loves us. So he is reminding us here that we are all one. And we're all supposed to be loving. And we're all supposed to love one another just like he loves us. Well, I will remember everything, Lord, that you've done for me. I won't take for granted the sacrifice that sent me free.
Father God, we just thank you that you've given us the ultimate sacrifice by seeing your, your son dying on the cross.